नमस्कार वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ एडिटोरियल ओके टुडे माय सेटिंग इज द सेम सुप्रीम कोर्ट कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल बेंच फाइव मेंबर जजेस बट द केस इज डिफरेंट येस्टडे वी स्पोक अबाउट डिमोनेटाइजेशन एंड टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू स्पीक अबाउट the apex court trying to define the contours of freedom of expression especially when it comes to public functionaries can public functionaries say what they want where does freedom of expression start and where does it end is the government responsible for uh, one of their ministers say something or one of the mpla say something is the party responsible this was the in uh, the supreme court and that's what we are going to talk about Let's get right into the show. In my today's editorial, I will expect a lot of you to write in because I would want to know your opinion too. Because today's editorial is not about uh, right and wrong. Today's editorial is about your opinion versus somebody else's versus somebody else's. Finally, there's no right and wrong in the topic that I'm going to discuss today is what I think. so that's number 1 now let me give you a brief uh there was this former minister of uttar pradesh his name is mr azam khan mr azam khan made a statement uh when there was a rape in bulandshahar he made a statement that you know the rape is part of a political conspiracy of course a lot of people took offense to this and uh, this case landed up in supreme court there was a petition filed against him now supreme court took this opportunity to examine the contours like i said the contours of freedom of expression especially by public functionaries their question was can a minister talk anything he wants should the government be held responsible can lawmakers talk anything they want what is the freedom of expression and can this freedom of expression be curtailed curbed by article 192 which talks about that can curb the freedom of expression now i'll explain all of that to you so this was what was in front of the supreme court so firstly what we will do is i'll just take you through the case in short and then we will dwell on this topic talk about this topic like i said i would like to know your views too and we will go ahead now the supreme court today held that the right of free speech and expression guaranteed under the constitution article 19a i will tell you what 191a is in a short while cannot be curbed by any additional grounds other than those already laid down in 192 now before i go any further let me explain to you what is 191a 191a gives you the freedom of speech and expression as an indian now there is another clause which is 192 192 puts conditions to this freedom of expression because this freedom of expression cannot be absolute and which is factually correct too so the condition that uh, 192 puts is nothing in sub clause a of clause 1 shall affect the operation of any existing laws or prevent the state from making any new law in so far as such law imposes reasonable restrictions on the exercise of the right conferred by the said subclause in the interest of sovereignty and integrity of india 
the security of the state, friendly relations with foreign countries, states, public order, decency, morality and or in relationship to contempt of court, defamation or incitement of any offences. Very simple. You have the freedom of expression till such time that you don't offend the state. Till such time that you don't you don't put any any impediments to the working of the state. At to such time that you know it doesn't breach any moral or social or legal conduct. So with all this in con in in consideration, you have absolute freedom of speech. Proviso: You don't do all these things. So you have freedom of speech that is 19.1a, and you have the clauses under which. This freedom of speech is curtailed. But there was some difference between the way the other four judges saw the judgment and Justice uh, Nagaratna saw her judgment. So let me first talk about the judgment that was passed by Justice Nasir, Justice Gavai, Justice Bopana and Justice Ramasubramanyam. These justices, they thought that a statement made by a minister, even if traceable to any affairs of the state or for protecting the government cannot be attributed vicariously to the government by invoking the principle of collective responsibility. He said no. They said if a, if, a, if a minister makes a statement, even if it is about an incident that happened in his tenure, even if it is possibly to protecting the government, you cannot vicariously put it as a government, it's a collective responsibility of the government. That is not fair, the court said. The same judges also said that grounds of Article 19.2 for restricting free speech are exhaustive. Under the guise of invoking others' fundamental rights or under the guise of two fundamental rights staking a competing claim against each other. Additional restrictions not found in Article 19.2 cannot be imposed on the exercise of right conferred by Article 19.1a. Now, uh, like I told you, while the five member broadly agreed on the larger aspect of the judgment, Justice Nagaratna had her own statement to make. According to Justice Nagaratna's judgment, she said that a minister may make statements in two capacities. First, in his personal capacity and second, in his official capacity as a delegate of the government. In respect of the former, no vicarious responsibilities may be attributed to the government itself. The latter category of statement may be traced to any affair of the state or may be made with a view to protect the government. If such statements are disparaging or derogatory and represents not only the personal view of the individual ministers making them but also embodies the view of the government, then such statements can be attributed vicariously to the government itself, especially in the view of the principle of collective responsibility. However, if such statements are stray opinions of an individual minister and not in consent with the view of the government, then it shall be attributable personally and not to the government. Justice Nagaratna's view was slightly different. She said, listen, you know, a minister can make a statement in on, on, on two fronts, on his personal level and also as part of the government. Now, if the, if, the, if the statement which is made on a personal level has got nothing to do with the government and the government has not got nothing to do with the statement, then that is fine. Then that remains his statement. 
But if the statement is done to protect the government and the government stands by that statement, then it is a collective responsibility. The government is equally involved to for that statement that he or she makes. This is what Justice B.V. Nagaratna said. Now let us come to the next part of our editorial. When a person, an individual makes statements for the benefit of their party, statements which are communal, statement which causes problems, statement which, which may harm another community, hurt another community emotionally if not physically, who is, held, who, who is to be held responsible? If a minister makes a statement that harms a particular community, that harms a particular, uh, uh, a particular class of people, that harms a particular state, who should be held responsible? Can the government get away by saying that, listen, you know what, he made that statement in a personal capacity. Would this excuse already always stand? Is this fair? If an MLA from or MP from one uh, political party decides to say that you keep weapons, you keep weapons to protect you. Finally, is the party not responsible for her at all? The party gave her the ticket. The party decided she should stand for the election. The party made her a lawmaker. The party ensured that she sits in the parliament and the party is not responsible for a statement she, she makes. I find this surprising. The second point is again with the minister too. The minister, how can you see a minister in isolation? How can you see a minister in isolation? Because normally, if something is told in a channel, the channel is also held responsible for whatever is told in the channel. The channel heads also have to take responsibility. The editor has to take responsibility. So how come an editor has to take responsibility when something is said on his channel? But in the, in the same way, uh, a minister doesn't, uh, the prime minister or the chief minister doesn't have to take responsibility if a part of his government or a, or a minister from the government goes and says something. How are these two different? Finally, to conclude, while I am a, I'm a, I'm a thorough advocate of freedom of expression, but under the circumstances and the way things are currently, I think public functionaries should have restraint. And this restraint cannot come from constitution. This restraint, I believe, cannot come from law. This restraint has to come from the government and has to come from the political party they belong to. The political party has to put clauses, condition on what they say as an individual and as a government representative or as a lawmaker or as a representative of the political party. The political party has to make that decision. Like a lot of corporates do, a lot of corporates do have conduct policies for their employee. You cannot go out and do what you want, even in your personal capacity. You have to follow the conduct policy of the corporate because your image is equivalent to the corporate's image. And that is how a corporate has certain control over the conduct of their people. Likewise, if a corporate, if a private company can have control over their people, I am surprised why the government can't or why a political party cannot. This is my view, but I have shared with you the FX Quartz view and... Um, Till I see you next time, that is tomorrow at 10 p.m. Namaskar. Hi, you have been watching our videos on HW News English. But why be content with content in just one language when you can choose from both? Yes, from 1st of January, we are bringing together the repository of our ground reports, interviews and analysis under the umbrella of HW News Network. 
So, while HW News English will stay as it is, you will now be able to watch our Hindi and English reportage together. So, don't forget to watch HW News Network from 1st of January. about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.